All right, welcome in everybody to Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host Mike, along with Chuck here. How's it? Nothing, man. Just coming back from the beach. Nice. You did some fishing. I like the flounder you caught. That was pretty good. Yeah, I did some fishing, did some surfing, like um, down in Jamaica Beach, Texas. Um, and <laughs> in the morning before work, fished in the kayak and then did that every morning except this morning because it was raining. But yeah, how was, uh, how was your week kicked off? We saw you at Kills and Wheels uh, on Saturday, which was fun. Yeah, met up with you guys you at Kills and Wheels and uh, Jack Clevelin and Oliver. Nice cars. This week's been great. Yeah. Nice. Not uh, Jamaica Beach great, but uh, it's been great. <laughs> So you got caught up yeah. on Succession to Barry. Yeah. Well, yeah. So did a lot of watching in the last, actually, yesterday and today. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly today. <laughs> yeah. Um, Succession Barry. Watched Lasso. Watched the Big Door Prize. Didn't watch it. I didn't watch this episode of White House Plumbers, but watched the first one, which I like. Um, and then I didn't watch, I watched the first 20 minutes, a hundred foot wave, but that's going to be on tonight. So, or that's what I'll be watching later. Nice. But, but yeah, man, like, what about you? Yeah. Watched a lot of stuff, you know, my, some of the classic shows that I watch are back on FBI, uh, the rookie, I think just ended this season, uh, below deck sailing yacht, just watched, uh, Ted Lasso today. Uh, which I don't know if you know, it drops like Friday night or Friday night. It drops Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yeah. So before the Wednesday release. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, now watch, watch Barry, which we'll talk about was insane. Um, watch Succession right when it came out, loved it. Um, what else? White House Plumbers episode two is hilarious. So, but we'll, we'll get into all of that. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk Barry. Right. So I, I, I don't think we need to do a recap, but it was like this was a crazy episode where there's a time jump, right? We saw at the end of the last episode that we see Eight like years. this kid get his ass kicked and he like goes inside and then we see like an older Barry and an older Sally and they're living in Kansas or wherever. I don't know. Um, dude, this, it was I was sitting here watching watching it like, what am I watching? This is so weird. But um Sally working as a waitress, like going from being like a Hollywood mogul to working as a waitress in like a fucking barbecue joint. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, it um, as you mentioned, an eight year time jump. Yeah, and you know, I think it goes back to season one. Barry wanted like the kid and the family. Like right. he wants normalcy i think for what his picture of normalcy is right and so it was kind of interesting how and listen to um an interview with um bill Hader about last week's episode where they ended or he they were just going to end with like um with um barry like leaving prison mm, or yeah. escaping right and then cutting to black and then they decided to add you know the time jump right at the end of the episode and it confused a lot of people and yeah he was saying he was saying like he didn't realize it was going to be confusing like 
he just like, hey, we jumped ahead of eight years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for, it was interesting because sure I never did time jumps. Yeah. Well, now we and we in investigative TV, we're like, oh, did was that a dream? Like, right. did did you know? Because we had last episode, um, former detective Moss, um, you know, the dad of the daughter yeah. he killed was outside of her house of Sally's house. So like Barry cuts to black, like, did he come in and kill Barry or kill them? And that was just a dream. Maybe it still could be, <laughs> but yeah. you know, he, yeah. he says, I mean, in his interviews, like very straightforward that, you know, Sally feels safe with him. And, um, <laughs> she sure does show it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in this episode, I think she, you, you know, the guy that she, that stares at her in the restaurant and that she ends up choking in the bathroom, yeah. um, almost killing him. Like those are guys that she types that she would date. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are guys she, and then, so she's killed a guy, like she can do it again, but it's kind of sadistic that she feels the safest with Barry. And I think like she doesn't, she doesn't like, she seems like she doesn't like her life. Um, but she's really acting. She's playing a character, right? I mean, she's yeah. playing a waitress and, and she's watching her old partners and her old show. And I think she's like, this sucks. Like, I wouldn't want to go back to it or, yeah. you know, even though her life is kind of shit, it's like, she feels the safest there. I think that's They're just kind of sociopaths. Yeah. I mean, just like, dude, Barry is a stay at home father who homeschools his son. And he's like all about Abe Lincoln until like Abe Lincoln, like has like a questionable like past. And I well, think he found something on YouTube about it. <laughs> <laughs> Some schmuck doing like a top, top 10 like like worst um legacies or whatever but i love that the the quote from the episode was uh uh tri tricky legacies yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no and i think that's that's definitely interesting you think about because like in the end what they're trying to give a wholesome legacy for their kid but he understands something is off with his parents. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a thing of rock science. But like, what is Sally's? I mean, what is Sally's legacy? Right? I mean, it, she's going to be remembered for basically disappearing with the serial killer. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, what was what was her uh, viral video name? Like, uh, self entitled cunt girl or something like that. Like. <laughs> Like that's her legacy, like screaming at her PA. Um, and then Barry's legacy is like being driven out of LA. And uh, but yeah, that asks the question: like, what happened to Moss's dad? What happened to Cousineau's son? Because we don't exactly know. I think we can assume, right, that maybe he's dead. But there's a lot of like unopened, unanswered questions going into the eight-year jump. Well, and that's um, in the interview with um, Bill Hader. He says he shot, Kusino shot his son. 
Didn't say kill okay. him, right? Yeah. So, and there was no like follow up question on it, but it was like, you know, he shoot. He said he shoots his son. He didn't say killed him. So, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting because there's what three episodes left? Because there's eight yeah, episodes. So. This was like five or something like that. Yep. So, yeah, because there's eight, nine, and ten of succession and six, seven, eight of Barry. So, because they end on the same yeah night. So three weeks. Like in three Sundays, like <laughs> two two great shows. And I was telling Bonk, I was like, I think Barry's one of now jumped into one of my favorite, you know, like my top five, ten series of all time. It's just oh yeah, it's gone to that dark place. But I think it's gonna the last three episodes, you know, because it it went kind of gangbusters and then the last episode was like slow but good and then it's gonna i think it's gonna start jumping forward again because they've got a lot of they've got to start they got to catch up with everybody else yeah no there's no no no, yeah after killing crystal ball which was an amazing episode and now like there's nate your job you tell me watch like he gets back in noho is like the king of la he just like sitting well, on a throne. He's, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be like Scarface, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but in in L.A., so I all the old Chechens, all the old Chechens have died off, and now he's like he's like the head of the Chechen mafia. <laughs> yeah, I would I would see that. And, yeah. and what's going on with um, Stephen Root? Um, oh yeah, Fuchs. What Fuchs? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah Moss. I mean, there's there's a lot a lot of questions, right? Yep. So, yeah, and then the end of the episode, we see like they're going to do a Barry biopic, basically, and Husenal comes out like from hiding from Mexico or something like that. He's got like a beard and all this stuff, and they're like, "There's no way that's Husenal." Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm gonna talk to the head of Warner Brothers, (laughs) and they have. Like the signage in the movie studio lot, it was like the that Wonder Girl four, whatever that uh, of the show yeah. Sally was consulting, and it's the same actress that you know she had them on. Uh, she was coaching, yeah. And then it was like Larry and the Magical Child, or or what? It, Larry, it was something I forget. But listen to the pod with uh, Sean Fantasy and Barry because he talks about how they can't like the second guy, the Larry something and the magical boy, like how that came about and who that guy is on the, the movie uh, advert. So and that um, was, uh, that were, was on uh, the prestige podcast, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Just added it to the lineup. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good interview. Cause he talks through his whole process. Cause, Originally, he was saying in the bathroom scene where Sally chokes that guy. Yeah, it was originally supposed to. He she was, she was supposed to have sex with him. <laughs> that was how they originally wrote it. But then, when they were shooting it, he's like, "This doesn't feel right," you know. And then they changed it on the fly. So like, it's cool because he gives a lot of insight on his because he wrote this whole season and directs the whole season. So I mean, he has yeah. people writing it with him, but. Yeah, you know he has a lot of the final say, but it's um, 
It's really good. The interesting thing they too, they're not going to Bill Hader. They're not going to do any more of the podcast after the episode because of the writer strike. So out of solidarity, oh, right, right. Bill Hader is not doing uh, the the recap of the next three because of the writer strike, which. I understand. I was kind of disappointed because I really like listening to him explain yeah. the episodes, but um, but yeah, the writer strike's going to hopefully it doesn't go on forever. It's going to affect a lot of a lot of stuff, delay a lot of stuff, right? It's already so. impacting Stranger Things final season, like a lot of stuff it's impacting, so I hope they get that resolved quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I like the direction that they have taken Barry. I think it took them a long time to get to this point in how dark it yeah. is. Cause I just like last season was kind of slow and it had its moments, right. Where he, he gets poisoned and then he has like the hallucination of him at the beach and all that. So like super weird. And now it's like to the point where it's, it's a different tone to how the show originally was. And I think they've finally yeah. found their footing going into the end of it. So it's really great. Yeah. What's interesting is I think, I think, you know, Barry's evolved or he's tried to tried to evolve, but every time he tries to get out or tries to get in a normal situation, he can't. So even, you know, with the prison in the early on, he was going to work with the feds, right? <laughs> Cause he won. And then like, <laughs> No, no, they sent someone in to kill him. <laughs> no, ho does. And now that screwed up his plan. Yep. And now he escapes and spent eight years living in a field in Kansas or wherever. Yeah. And Gene Cousineau get goes to, you know, the studio, gets in a Vanity Fair article or whatever uh and now there's a google alert and well then it was weird too like the knock at the door yeah so that was real right because it's the kid like kids and, right but i don't know like he stands out there for like eight hours with his gun in his hand yeah it was so weird Yeah, but it was, it was, I mean, just the visual of Sally and his son in the bathtub, like, this is what they trained for. And yeah. there was no, like, that's, it was like normal. There's no, like, talking, like, I'm scared, mom, or whatever. So <laughs> is this, like, really the best life for the child, too, right? Right. And I, I mean, think, you he, know, he never heard of Call of Duty. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think it's a great you know distinction about because we about how they were in the bathtub because early in the show in the episode, like the kid's crying and she tries to get Barry to go talk to him or whatever, and she winds up getting into bed with him, and she's like super awkward about it, like not maternal at all. And then mm -hmm. by the end of the episode, they're in the bathtub, both like passed out, like snuggling. So it's like. They only live in chaos. Like they were only comfortable in chaos. It's super weird. And I think it just yeah. ultimately leads to Barry and Sally's son becoming a freaking serial killer. <laughs> well, and that's the weird thing. They're trying so hard to make him normal. Yeah. Or but 
by not exposing, you know, making him scared of baseball and not exposing him <laughs> to any kind of violence is going to, I think, I think he's, it's going to be, make it worse. Right. So, yeah. Because he even said like the kid was, I wanted to go home. I wanted to punch him or I wanted, it was like, we don't do violence son or what there was some yeah. response. So I think it's not teaching him like, Hey, that's normal feelings to want to fight back or to protect yourself or protect people. So yeah. And yeah, I, and then the kids. I, I thought it was weird, like, because even, like, they bought all that shit on Amazon or whatever. And, like, the kid was like, can I get a comforter? It's cold. And he's like, no, buddy, I didn't get you that. And it's just like, is this really the best life for this kid? <laughs> like, yeah. It was awkward. Yeah, but it was so good. Oh, so good, yeah. Yeah, she's working at that country barbecue place, and then, like, the owner comes in, and they they tell... Like, she and her coworker doing, like, Xanax, like, taking Xanax in the bathroom or something. <laughs> And then yeah. they, like, ran him out for stealing cash from the till. And the guy's, like, all country. And she, I thought that was hilarious. But when then, yeah, the other lady was like, I would have took it if I had thought of it. Or, like, you know, and she was. <laughs> yeah. I'd have robbed the till, too, if I didn't have a conscious, because I'd probably wind up killing myself. And Sally's like. Yeah, conscious. It was how she said yeah. conscious was like. Yeah. It was really funny. But that was, like, the most Midwestern guy, too, that played that the bar manager or the restaurant manager because he's like <clears throat> i believe in clean living and all this and like i usually can read you know i thought he was a good person it's like it's like every midwest story you go into a place and it's like always like some really trusting older guy and then like meth heads working for him he's like yeah. i never saw it coming like you know clean living, i good never got into the drugs <laughs> Yeah. Just like, dude, look at all the people that work for you. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on Barry? No, I'm just, again, really sad. It's about to end, so. All right, so Succession. And this was uh episode titled Tailgate Party. So good old clash-fashioned uh, uh, tailgate party for the election night. Um, as we know, Connor Con- is on the ballot. Yeah. Connor, even, Connor even mentions... Like the he says tailgate party in this episode. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like Logan used to host this and they call it a tailgate party. Like <laughs> he probably had no idea what it was called. No. He does yeah, he, yeah. I just went with the average Joe drinks in a regular bar, you know, to anything like German beer wisen or anything like that. Like guy has no idea what the real human does. Yeah. Um but it's the night before the election, right? And so Logan used to host this um, as in the past, traditionally. And that's where they gather all the political advisors and insiders and everybody. And it's a way for Logan to mingle and control the people that are under him and that he's connected to. Um, and so now it's being hosted by Shiv and Tom. Um, and their relationship is super weird because they say they're not going to let it get personal tonight. It's going to be all about work. And, like, Tom gives her a gift, and you think it's, like, a wristwatch or something. And it's, like, a <laughs> scorpion encased in, like, a pot, you know, like, an encased scorpion. And it's a super deflating moment between the two of them. Um, and it was so weird. I thought that was a gift that you give on your 
like divorce like Divorced anniversary him. yeah you know like hey here's what i think of you you're a scorpion <laughs> yeah or or like we're we're getting a divorce but we're gonna pretend to be back together but maybe we want to get back together i don't know yeah it's <laughs> it so a weird. lovely scorpion yeah and uh feel free to jump in and anything i miss i'm just going by my notes um you know, Kendall and Roman are are coming to the party, and they're hoping to use this party as a way to maneuver between the the power brokers and the in the you know in the the government uh, to build like a, like an antitrust case uh, against Gojo from acquiring um, Waystar Royco uh, because their their money play is not working right. They've seen the bump, but I think the bump is coming down from Living Plus Living Forever. Yeah. Um, and so now they're going to try to go the regulation route and regular regulatory regulatory. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they, they, they want to blow this up. Right. And so Kendall and Roman are going through this, but Shiv still wants to like keep the deal. She still has this thing going on with Madsen. Um, yeah. And basically she invites Madsen to the party, Like he was originally invited, but said he wasn't going to come, which is no surprise. But she talks him into coming anyway because she's letting him know what their inside play is. And it just causes so much, like, chaos. And I love how it, like, escalates to a point but doesn't break out into a full fist fight, but it almost gets there. <laughs> yeah. It's really... As soon as the boys realize that they're not convincing the board that... Madsen is, is not good enough or is weird and the the board is fine. The stock bump is settling back in. Now they're going regulatory. You know, Shiv calls Madsen right away and says, you have to come because there's going to be 40, like 40 influential people. Um, she gets Nate. Ooh. Or no, Roman and Ken get Nate on the list because they want to they want to talk to the Democrat candidate about blowing up the deal because Nate's <laughs> his advisor um, for the Democrat guy. Yep. So they're trying to get Curry favor with them and so yeah, Shiv adds Nate and Matson and uh, Tom you know, could see he's Worried about Nate for whatever reason. Their interaction was very awkward. So awkward. Like, uh, yeah, enjoy, yeah. First of all, like they're like getting ready for the party, and Tom is telling like the waiter about how to push the wine. And then like Nate shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, drink the wine. It's it's light and refresh." Whatever he he told the waiter, and then he's like, uh, "He's like, it's okay. Like I paid for it. My parents didn't, or something like that." It was so awkward. Yeah. Yeah, but why was he trying to push the wine? Like, do you think it's left over from their wedding or something? Um, Shit, it, it might be. That's what I kept thinking. Like, is it left over from the wedding? And um, I, I was there had to be some kind of reference because yeah, it's a he, dramatic he, wine, like, but don't mention it's germ. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, it was so weird. And and then like later in the sh- the episode, he like. He like gets mad at Shiv for making him push the wine. I don't entirely. I'll have you go back yeah. and watch it again. But there was some reference to the wine. I'd laugh if it was leftovers from the wedding. That's great. 
yeah, something was going on with it. Yeah. But yeah, so, Nate, Nate's Nate's um influence episode was was pretty interesting. I think we had <clears throat> we had two like I mean there was a couple things going on, right? You had the the CEO bros are still trying to tank the deal, so they're going regulatory. Shiv yep. is on Team Matson, right? Trying to get Matson in front of everybody, and then you have Nate, who the boys were brought in to talk to. Shiv gets um, and Matson to talk to him, but when Ken starts going to Nate. And Nate's like, um, that reporter over there, it's a bad look. If I'm here, I'm going to take off. And and he, Nate says, I'm not Gil. You're not Logan. Like, this is a new error. It's like, we can't just bully our way through this. Because, he, you know, Logan basically bullied Gil, you know, paid him off with all this stuff, you know, like, yeah. um, it's just to wedding. get him to be favorable. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. wedding. So <laughs> Nate's like, hey, this is a new world. But I think a little bit is like, you know, your sister fucked me. Her yeah. husband fucked me at the wedding. Yeah. Like, why do I want to help you guys? You know, but for optics, he can't be seen helping anyway. So yep. the Democratic Party being in bed with the you know, ATN owners. So, I, I thought it was an interesting episode with Nate. If we're going to see him more, right? Or in the last, this was what pre-election? Yeah, the day before. before the election. Yeah. So, um, it would be. I guess it's kind of weird that you're still trying to garner. Well, I guess I'm not from the Roy family's perspective because they're trying to play both sides since I think we learned that um, Justin Kirk's character, I forget his, what's the, the Republican candidate's name? Oh, is Justin Kirk. Yeah. Mankin. Yep. Mankin's lead is down to four, but they're 4%, but their internal polls show they're losing or worse or whatever. So, it's perfect time for them to play both sides yeah and make sure the democratic party is on you know on their side as well but yeah connor and connor and will to me steal the the episode because he's still the whole roman becomes becomes broke like call um mankin's camp calls roman yeah because connor's camp won't talk to them and they're trying to get him to concede because in some states he's at like four or five percent and and enough to swing the vote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a swing state. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so Connor's really feeling it. And then they go this whole thing offering him what was the first one? Um Oh, it was uh, Mogadishu. <laughs> Mogadishu, yeah. <laughs> and uh it's a little car bomby for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're Mankin's trying to get him to drop out by promising him like, like a um, consulate job yeah. and ambassadorships and stuff like that. Yeah, ambassadorship. Yeah. And they finally, you know, he's like, 
South Korea, and they're like, "Oh, that's a top ten." Roman's like top ten GDP, blah, blah. and then yeah. like, "What about we could do Oman?" And yeah. Connor's like, "Let me go talk to my woman about Oman." <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he? Doesn't he even like it? Like other than like South Korea, doesn't he even? He's like, "What about North Korea?" And he's like, yeah. "Just, just think about it." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still he's like, "We're not giving you anywhere with nuclear weapons." And he's like, <laughs> "I'll only go to a place with nuclear weapons." <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oman, the uh, the rich man's Yemen. <laughs> yeah, or the yeah. he's something else too. Uh, or yeah. Oh, so good. Which I looked at photos of this city. I can't remember the name of the city, like the capital Muscat. of Oman. Looks Muscat. beautiful. Yeah. 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 All the, I mean, there's money everywhere in those cities. You yeah. Know, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Muscat, Oman, UAE. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think all, it's hilarious. All rich that, countries. Yeah, that that uh, Connor like is holding out for a higher ambassadorship, and he's like, "I'm feeling more UN style yeah. for me," and it's just like, "You are a jackass." <laughs> and then you you saw who his political advisor was, right? Yeah, the guy with the guy? mustache. He was. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He's from the Pierce family. <gasps> he's a <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> He That's was right. like talking was, mad shit to him in that episode, and now yeah, he's calling they were a like, political advisor. Yeah, they were shit talking, like because they were on different sides politically, and then like now yeah. it's his advisor. <laughs> oh, it's so like, good. What what what's his name? Be like Reginald Pierce or something. Like he <laughs> just looks like a Reginald. Uh, yeah, yeah, Reginald Theodore. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reginald Theodore. Acropolis Pierce the third, <laughs> yeah. Wendell Pierce. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah, that's I like right. how Roman has been like made the broker between the Mencken campaign. He's the only one that like like keeps allowing Mencken to have like a direct line to Waystar and being yeah. on like conference calls. And so now he's basically becoming their bitch. Like instead, yeah. of, like his dad would have been like, "Oh fuck off!" Like, and now Roman's like, "Oh, let me see if I can get my brother to not run for president." And he's like, I don't know. We have too much invested in one percent. <laughs> but don't you think? I mean, I think Logan had to have known that Mencken had a direct line to. Oh yeah. ATN. So I don't. I mean, I don't. Logan wouldn't have played broker between Connor and no that. But um, I think kind of last season, Lo, uh, Roman became Logan's. Like, hey, you deal with. Mankin, yeah. you're going to be our point person. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of a continuation, you know, upon upon that because still think there's some kind of sexual tension between the two somehow, or you know, I don't know. But yeah, it looks like they keep having Justin Kirk's name and the the opening sequence for the episode, and he hasn't been in one yet. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't made an appearance yet. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be in next week though because. Um, and the and the scenes from next week they add him because I guess it's election day, so yeah. And they still haven't had or have they had Logan's funeral? They mentioned no. something about going to see Dad. Like Connor went yeah. to see Logan, and I was like, he's not buried yet. No. Like, <clears throat> no, he's still. I mean, it's only like what day 
seven. Yeah, it's only um, been like a week. after he yeah. died. Yeah. So I think wasn't I think um I think probably you're gonna get nine or ten the funeral one. Yeah, probably. Because they talk about in this episode who's gonna give the big speech at the funeral and ends up That's right. That's right. At the end, um uh Roman said he'll do it. That's right. You are so, right about that. I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll have the election and then we'll have um Next week's looks interesting too because there's people running all around ATN, and I think Tom. So we didn't. I think Tom's going to sabotage something, or he's going to because of what happens in this episode. I think he's going to screw things up on purpose at ATN. Yeah. Um, so right, we we see Matson is at the party working his angle. And he shows up during Roman's like moment of silence in remembrance of Logan. And he's like, like, it's super yeah. awkward. Um, but it's classic Madsen style, I'm betting. But uh, he brings along his two like buckle buddies. His green team. <laughs> yeah. The bearded guy and then his his PR person who he keeps sending blood to. Who Oscar. literally, you can tell, like oozes hate for Madsen every time she's in a scene. Oscar, who's um Yeah, Oscar. Yeah. Is operations director <laughs> or CEO. And then who's who's like like tripped out or like high on edibles. Yeah. And then um I keep wanting to say Irma, but whatever her name is, uh um uh not Emma, but uh Matson's calm director sorry i'm looking you can cut this out um yeah that's all right it's all right it's like yeah. edna Ir- irma uh oh lucas lucas matt son is it Kong. is it emma Eva, Eva, uh, Eva. Yeah. Eva. Yeah. Eva. Yeah. So, yeah, he brings Eva, who's like, doesn't want to be there. He's like the comms director who doesn't like talking to people. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, he, like, they, I love how they show up to this party and they just, like, basically, like, put their shoes up, like, kick their feet up and put, like, their shoes on the couch. They're just all getting stoned, like, hanging out. And uh, Oscar is like uh, talking mad shit to Greg, like him and Madsen, like, and they get Greg to start smoking and stuff, and just so weird how like they just walk into a room and just own it. Yeah, Madsen though starts like giving Greg the benefit. Of, Greg's uh, doing what Greg does, yeah, weaseling his way in there. <laughs> He's like, I'll fire her. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, we didn't even mention that. He fired like hundreds of people that day because what a bitch move by Tom. Like he goes in there and reading, you know, like thank you all for joining here. We can't just, um, and we got an announcement. And then Greg gets in the seat and Tom's over there like texting and checking. And then let's watch. And then he's like, <laughs> we get to let go. And he's like, <laughs> he's like doing the fucking crying <laughs> thing. Like, 
like that's what I mean. Yeah, you. I mean, this is the whole thing at the end of the day, right? Whatever big company you work for, or small company, like you're completely replaceable at any moment, and these big wig people don't give a shit. So, like, it's you're just a cost. You're just a cost accounting line on a balance sheet. Yeah, you know, I, I, I believe Ron, day, uh, so. Logan called them uh, economic units. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're all just economic units in a cog on a wheel of a big machine, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think that was um, that was fun watching Greg do that. And then he goes to the party and he gets gets high and says, "I'll fire Eva. I did it today." And like he's like <laughs> he said like. I'm pretty good at it because, like, like I come across like I care, but I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, I have the face that says I care, but in reality, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Matson's like, it must be exhausting, or like, he's, he's like, nah, that's all right. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. like nah, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I, I like how Madsen is going around the room talking to people trying to, you know, sway people to his side against the, you know, regulatory stuff. And then, like, Shiv is with him. And basically, they, like, start the rumor that Tom is going to get fired once Matson takes over the deal and just shits well, all over Tom on the whole party. Yeah, because Matson says, like, I'm going to make big changes at the top of ATN. And, yeah. like, Shiv like, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and yeah. so people hear that, and then it starts to go around. And then they start saying, Tom, like, I hear you're looking at outside opportunities. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. So basically, there's rumors in the party that he's, like, gone. And then that leads to kind of, he's tired. He's already complaining about being tired. I mean. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's tired from. I'm, he didn't set up for the party. Like, people do that for him. He didn't, he didn't do cook any of the, the breakfast in the morning. <clears throat> he didn't do any of the firings. He didn't cook the breakfast or shiv. Someone else did that he just walked it into the room in the morning yeah that's right and, um, yeah it, it, so lord knows he doesn't walk that dog no yeah where's mondale in this episode like <laughs> last we saw him he was in a tiny cage in their big house and now like hopefully they gave him the they just need to come out with an like in the credits like um shiv and tom found a great home for mondale out in the country like <laughs> yeah. you know just like Neither neither okay. Shiv nor Tom got Mondale in the divorce. He now is living happily on a country farm. Yeah. 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 Upstate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Tom's tired, but they go outside to talk because Tom's pissed off. And oh, yeah. they get into a big I mean, there's two blow ups in this episode. Well, there's three different levels of blow ups, right? So you have yeah. The Tom and Shiv, which was a pivotal part because their relationship is just like, wee, like up, yeah. down, up, down. The morning they were texting each other about, did I break your dick? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, their escapades. And then they get into this big fight. And, you know, basically she's like, you're not good enough for me. And I don't love you. He's like, I love you. And it's like, you love my DNA. You know, you have a kid. You just want to have a kid with me. Sounds like um, you would. You're not. You wouldn't be a good mother. And that was just like. And we all know. We know that we're all like, oh shit, because Shiv is pregnant. That no yeah. one else knows about. For once, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is only like 
seven days into the season where she's probably only a couple of months pregnant. So nothing is showing she's, yet. So she's still throwing back she, a few cocktails in her day. Well, she's very European. So yeah, yeah. they're a little <laughs> more drinky during preggies. So, right. Um, but they have a blow up and like, we think that they're over and that's, I mean, after what was said, I don't see how you come back from that. Yeah, and I think was brutally honest. Yeah. Well, they said like you want to lay all the cards, have a real talk, talk, lay everything out, and so they do. And um, but I think when Tom Tom says like you're a like tough bitch who goes on a couple other words, but. Yeah, she says you're the tough bitch, and like <clears throat> there's some other words there, but I thought I thought they were both. Oh, you like because Tom's like you'll be fine. You're a tough bitch, and this that, and I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head when he says that, like Tom's gonna be fine because he just he's just gonna weasel his way into whatever side wins, like he did yeah. when he betrayed Shiv for Logan, so. And when she says it back to him, I'm like, I think that really, I was like, but in the, I mean, she will always be fine because she's got generational wealth, a different kind of money than Tom has. Yeah. Yeah. She called Tom a hick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. they, they, They had that huge argument on the balcony and Half a second there, I thought Tom was like she walked off. I was like, "Oh, Tom is jumping!" Like I was waiting. For I that thought hat. he was jumping too. Yeah, because he's like yeah. looks over the side, and I'm like, "Oh shit, we're having a." We <laughs> thought Kendall was going to jump like multiple times during the first few seasons. Now Tom is going <laughs> to jump up the building. Yeah, the suicide pool just drastically switched to Tom's favor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We yeah. yeah we saw that tension right between Matson and Ebba. And and like Emma, like basically like fucks off, and then the brother, the CEO bros follow her, and she basically yeah. lets on that he has like the India problems, where his subscription numbers aren't entirely real; they're not as high as they are. Say, you know, it they would be accurate if there there was like a second India. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's why he's been pushing for this like Waystar deal to go through. Is if he just gets this then all of the subscription stuff will go away because all the numbers will get overblown, right? Because it'll all merge and he won't be liable to all this like regu- uh-huh. regulatory, like criminal shit, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and that's when like Kendall like confronts Madsen and he's like, and yeah. they had that weird fight. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what they said, but it was so weird. But it was just some jawing back and forth about like Madsen or, Kendall hinting on the like fake numbers and then Madison saying, Yeah, like your numbers are I can't wait to get in and dig into your numbers on Living Plus. And yeah, he's like, yeah. Estimates, bro, estimates. Yeah, like estimates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, hug it out, let's hug it out. Like, kiss, like, oh, I love you. I love the deal. Like love so the deal, bro. Up. Love the deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then then you have at the end Kendall pulling in Frank, right? His yep. godfather. And kind of in the similar move, you know, he when Frank went with Kendall before, 
uh, in season one, season two, I forget. And um, saying like he wants to reverse, uh, I forget what the word he used, but um, say he wants, he thinks that they can buy Gojo now. You know, yeah. he wants to <clears throat> forget the line. It was funny though, it was something because Frank's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if if he if the information about the subscribers leaks and the stocks for Gojo plummet, then Waystar could potentially buy Gojo, which is a hilarious. Like it's just back and forth of this shit. Like it's yeah. all it's all business is. Um, yeah, and even even Rome like tried to pull Jerry back in. Like they, she was getting a cocktail, and he was like, "Look, just come on back. Like we'll work it yeah, out." Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really fire you. It was like my dad fired you all the time. Like it was just, uh, <laughs> and, and she's like, "Oh well." Um, like I, I've already sent some of this here for me. So I've already sent to Carolina and uh, with my legal team, and uh, no, just you know, stirring reputation. And you're gonna give me millions and millions of dollars, and, and he's like, "Fuck off!" And like, but <laughs> you know, whatever. And it's like, oh well, I'll just send a bunch of dick pics uh, that you sent me, and like, you know. It, it's funny because how they transition back into, you know, after the conversation with Roman and Jerry, they both just transition back in the party. And Roman is like, it's like when the space shuttle blew up, like the Japanese shuttle blew up on the launch pad. And yeah. he comes out of the bathroom and just like, there just goes back in the conversation. How the launch go? Like, great. All right. Like, and there's just, he just goes back in. And start yeah. talking. Roman, and have, you, have you seen all like, the messages I've been sending you? What? No, no. Oh my god! Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not even like not even like to to shiver. Kind of like, hey, we have a problem. Like Jerry wants, you know, Jerry's not coming back in. And she, it was just like goes right back into the conversation. Yeah, but yeah, I do, I do like how Jerry was like, I'll come back on certain conditions, and he's like, okay, what? And she, he's, she's like, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's like, okay, fuck off, like. <laughs> Kendall is starting to cut out Roman and yeah. Shiv to some degree. She's pretty yeah, much here on the out anyway. Shiv. Yeah, she's done. Yeah. Now he's basically telling Frank, it's like, I mean, you knew that was coming after he put the number one in the sand at the beach in California at the end oh, of the Oh, that's episode. right. Yeah, he did do that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's, Jeez. he's, uh, yeah, he's on one and it's, uh, he's, he's, uh, <clears throat> DJ Khaled right now. He's yeah. the best, and he on one, and uh, another one. He's, he's, he's yeah, another one. He's cutting <laughs> out. He's gonna cut out. Every, he's he's gonna screw Roman and Shiv, and that's where. I mean, you got three episodes left, so you got the presidency, and you got how does a Gojo deal work? And is what's Roman gonna do when he figures out he's cut out because. Shiv's on Matt's Shiv's team Matson and right now she's always uh, had her own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Before she came back in, she always had her own thing. Yeah. 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 So I mean she's always it's always worked out for her to be far away from the brothers, so Yeah. I mean, but if Matson thing doesn't work out and the boys find out that they're She's I mean Candy's cutting her out anyway, but yeah. It's she's got everything on the line. Yeah, but I mean when, she'll still be fine. 
She still has. Well, money, she finds so. out about the Indian number. She kind of shits herself over. She's like, "Oh yeah. my god, I hooked myself to to Madsen. Like, I yeah. might have fucked up." Yeah. Appreciate everybody for kicking it with us this week as we talked about the Barian succession. Be sure to tune in next week. Going to be talking White House plumbers. Probably Ted Lasso as it gets closer to the end of that season. Um, and then as we get closer to the end of Barian succession, which are going to end on the boat on the same night. So. Uh, you know, be sure to check in on us, uh, you know, all the podcast platforms, check out our link tree, Chuck put together. You know, we've got Instagram, we've got Twitter. We're, we're always dropping stuff on our blog. You know, be sure to check us out. Tell people about us. Um, you know, email us. Can we kick it pod one at gmail.com. Check us out. Check out our website, kickingmedia.com. And uh, as uh, Chuck likes to always say, Mahalo. Mahalo.